Patriot Radio News Hour. As our nation's birthday is coming upon us, uh, we will be closed on Wednesday. We will be open for a very short period of time tomorrow. We'll reopen again on Thursday for also a very short period of time. Uh, Friday as well. Because, well, it's the dog days of summer. It's hotter than you know what out there. And, uh, yeah, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, the metals plant, we're, we're, we're working. They, some will go out this week. Not a lot of them, uh, the way the holiday came. Uh, but next week, uh, we will have them all out to you. So be ready for that. And, and uh, I love, you know what I love about the metals plant? Is it just you buy every you, you're buying every quarter, you're buying at all the levels, so you always get uh, like the dips that we've had here. Uh, so uh, just a great way to do it. Don't let this one pass you by. If, if you're not in the metals program, make sure you buy something. And and we we kind of have gold flying in everything but dollars. I mean that's really what's going on. Uh, a lot of things that we're going to talk about today, but before we do, I got to tell you, I just, not that I, I don't watch a lot of pro basketball anymore. It's become unwatchable as far as, as I am concerned, you know, but it happens, you know, it's, you're just like your parents, the older you get, you're, you're the more unrelatable things are, and, and I just don't relate to it. Of course, you know, uh, most, you know, I coached basketball for 20 years, uh, did it in, uh, not only uh, on the club club level, uh, did it in high school, did it in junior high school, won a couple state titles, and I love basketball. I'm heartbroken that my kids are much better football players than basketball players, and they're both very they're both very good basketball players. Uh, but LeBron James went to the Lakers, and I just hate the Lakers. I mean, of all the teams, go somewhere else. So LeBron is going to be here in the West, and, and I mean, he's on, not that, like I said, not that I'll see any more or less of him, uh, but, you know, if I do root for a team, I'd like to see the Suns do well, you know, and I'm sure, uh, you know, if you live in Colorado, you like the Nuggets to do well, and if you lived in, uh, you know, Portland, you want, the Trailblazers to do well, and uh, but yeah, so LeBron is going to be a Laker and make a billion dollars, uh, just enough to where he won't have to live on the poverty line. You know, one of the things that came out now, a if you make a hundred and seventeen thousand dollars in San Francisco, good thing there's no inflation. You now are considered low income. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. You would qualify for housing assistance in San Francisco, and yet they come out and say, hey, there, there's no inflation anywhere. Uh, there's lots and lots of it. Uh, there's a great, and I may do it tomorrow, but on our website today, Rob Kirby was on USA Watchdog. He, he, it's a fascinating one. Talking about Deutsche Bank, uh, of course, Deutsche Bank, another one of the long list of banks that's tech, they're insolvent. They didn't fix anything. 
They never have, uh, but but he goes through. Not only do they talk about Lehman Brothers, they talk about the fines, they talk about LIBOR, they talk about why, at least in his mind, why Germany took its gold back. And then why it is that Deutsche Bank, you know, they got fined more than anybody, right? Why that all is, uh, and it's really, it's outstanding. And I think it has a lot to do with what's happening right now. And you know what? The Treasury and the Federal Reserve, they can try to manipulate the markets all they want. But the proof is always in the pudding, if you will. Uh, And and I'm going to tell you, we've got a major update just in the last about 15 minutes. Possibly the worst treasury auction. I, I know this. It's the worst treasury auction in a decade. I, I want to even say it could be the worst treasury auction ever. But they changed the way they did the, the data. So you really can't. We can't do an apples to apples comparison. But the worst treasury auction in a decade just ended. Uh, I'm putting the details together as soon as I have. I should have it ready uh, during the ne- uh, over the commercial break. So uh, when we come back, uh, we are going to break down what happened today as the United States was selling $48 billion of three-month notes. These are the easiest ones to sell, right? They're the shortest duration. Uh, this is what a lot of countries use to buy stuff. Uh, We'll talk about that. We had Canada out today announcing tariffs on U.S. goods from ketchup and soup. And we must produce a lot of bourbon because everybody has hit us with uh, uh, whiskey tariffs. Uh, I'll tell you what that's all about. Big news out of China again today. And they... Listen, you want to play poker, let's play poker. The Chinese renminbi, Chinese yuan, devalued again today. Uh, Effectively, since the trade war has started now, China's devalued their currency by about 8%. Which means anything U.S. made costs 8% more, and any tariffs you put on us got 8% better. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll-free number. Of course, the website at allamericangold.com. And like I said, the the Rob Kirby article or article. It was a uh, USA Watchdog. So it's a video. It's about thirty minutes. It's fascinating uh really you know what when you hear it you're like oh my it all makes sense uh so make sure if you don't have time give it a listen i'm going to try to set something up so we can do it uh either tomorrow or thursday uh i just didn't have enough time to with ramon to you know because there's some stuff in there that that uh we needed to cut out and cut up and do all that stuff but we'll get to it uh, if I don't play the play it for you tomorrow, we'll probably go a little more in depth on it tomorrow. Uh, but but here's the big mover. So uh, we knew that Starbucks was closing stores. We knew Chipotle was closing stores. 
Kmart came out, Sears came out of whatever you want to call them. Uh, they, they don't even do year store closings. Now, now, they, now they do it quarter by quarter. Uh, 78 more Sears and Kmart stores closing. Nordstrom's got downgraded today as well. Uh, possible closings coming there. But don't worry because everything's great. Or is it? We just, you know, every, and we talk about this, we, we know we need to auction debt every single week. And the amounts that we auction are, I mean, they're really getting ridiculous, right? Even today, right, we're talking about a three-month bill. We got to sell $48 billion right, in one day. And that's not, you know, and of course, you got other bills going at the same time. I mean, we're, we're essentially auctioning off well over $100 billion a day. We've been watching as the bid-to-cover ratios. What that means is how many dollars okay, were bid against the, the size of the auction. So as an example, today's $48 billion. We'll keep it. Let's just say it was $50 billion. Okay? It would be easier to do. $50 billion. Normally, we'd love to see bid-to-cover ratios that would exceed, especially on a three-month bill. It'd be somewhere around, you know, three and a half. We'd like to see $175 billion worth of bids for the $50 billion worth of bill. That number's been falling, right, you know. Hundred seventy-five billion to one hundred sixty billion to one hundred fifty billion. Today marked the lowest levels in a decade. And again, we don't know how bad uh, because they changed how they calculated what was an indirect and a direct and all of those other types of things. But here's what it came in at. So last week came in at an already depressed 2.89. This week, so one week later, it drops all the way to 2.62. Or 125, we'll round it up, $126 billion tendered for $48 billion worth of paper. And, of course, as we start to watch the demand dry up for treasuries, as we watch and we look at a calendar, listen, all you got to do is look at a calendar and be able to do math at, like, I don't know, a third or fourth grade level. And when you're able to do that, you start to see a pattern of, very, very clear that big trouble's on the horizon. Because it's not just the fact that it's the lowest bid to cover in a decade. And one would have to go back. They said, now, according to the article here, they're saying that only during the Lehman, I guess uh, we'll call it the Lehman days, if you will, Okay. When Lehman Brothers went under, was the only time they could find a lower bid to cover. 
So you're telling me that we've just recorded the second lowest bid-to-cover ratio ever, the other one being at the height of the financial crisis. What does it tell you? Remember what I've said. They didn't fix anything. They've covered it up, and they know it. Right? That's the same reason why they don't tell us what the real rate of inflation is, because they know. Because you know what? If we told you, we would have to have interest rates already be at 5, 6, 7 percent. And if we had interest rates at 5, 6, or 7 percent, Wall Street would be devastated. The national debt, we wouldn't be talking about $1 trillion. We'd be talking about, what, $3 trillion. That's what it'd be. That's the effect of doubling of the interest rates would be on our national debt. Not only is the bid to cover dropping, and this is the part where a lot of people don't talk about, but it's just as important. You have to be able to hedge. But you can't expect anybody to come out and buy billions of dollars of something and not, you know, hedge themselves a little bit. The cost of insurance continues to surge. So this is also going to drive away buyers because already they're like, okay, first of all, you're not paying enough. Right? That's not enough money for me to do. And then when I've got to actually, when I buy it, then I hedge it. Now it just doesn't add up for me. Two things are certain. Not only will the spreads resume blowing out amongst a continued surge in short-term supply, right? It just doesn't end. It's weak. After week, after week, after week. And we can pretend that the dollar's strong. Right? We can pretend, but the, the real the real key is look at the treasury auctions. Uh-uh. Nobody wants it. Said that, you know, when we look at all of these things that that we have going on and we look at it and we've got the worst print in a decade we've got the chinese fighting a trade war uh much differently than i think a lot of people expected uh the weakest the renembi just crashed to the weakest in over a year is now down seven and a half percent in just the last, it looks like just the last two weeks, the pace of devaluation is accelerating. It was the largest single-day drop in over five months. And basically what it's done, all exports to mainland China, well, really to China, doesn't matter, mainland, non-mainland, are now seven and a half more expensive than they were in the first quarter. Don't think about it. That's a seven and a half percent tariff on all U.S. products. And, and, and again, it can be very simply put, 
that it, it really doesn't matter. You want to put a 10% tariff on? Fine. We'll just keep devalue. On 15%, we'll devalue. 20%, we'll devalue. It says that the People's Bank of China is using the exchange rate to fight back against the United States. Of course, again, they don't want to talk about it. They want to cover it up. They want to act like it's not happening. It's all happening. It says that, uh, as well, look, let me get to it here. I want to get to where, where gold is because I know gold's down in U.S. dollars. Uh, how long it's going to stay down is anyone's guess, but I think the snapback could be vicious when you look at what happened in the, when really, not just today, it's just getting worse. Gold's down 10 in U.S. dollars, right? Silver's down 27 cents. Then you look at what gold's doing everywhere else. It's up in Australian dollars. It's up in, in uh Brazilian reals. Uh, it is lower against the pound today. It's up against the won, the euro, the peso, the ruble, the South African won. I mean, the Swiss franc. You name it. Gold has been rallying in all the other currencies uh, that aren't U.S. dollars, and and part of it really being, I think, the plunge protection team has been activated. Uh, they're trying desperately to give the appearance of, hey, look how strong our economy is so good. When it actually has very little to do. Matter of fact, I'm waiting on the Atlanta Fed, uh, their GDP tracker second quarter. We had some bad data out again today. And, and it's funny because on the, online, like at Market Watch and CNBC, they tried to paint it as a good number. They weren't. Uh, the uh, the PMI, the flash PMI was out again. This is a survey. These numbers are way too high, uh, especially when you read the comments. The headline number said, hey, activity picked up. But when you actually looked at the data, what picked up was how much they were paying. New orders fell. Employment fell. Uh, just things got more expensive. But construction spending was where the big number came in. So last week, we had a lot of people talking about 4.8 to 5.3% GDP, and we had a huge revision to consumer spending, right? They cut it in half. And now the everyone's got a GDP now back in the threes, but right where I told you it was going to be. Today, they took construction spending, which was up. 1.8% in April or May, I'm sorry, May, cut it in half and said it was only 9 tenths. And then said this month was up 4 tenths, uh, which was, uh, they, they were expecting it to be up 6 tenths from that, that number from last month. Then they cut the last month's number in half, and then it only went up 4 tenths. So it was a huge miss. Uh, most people are expecting the GDP numbers to come down even further. I still, I'm going to, listen, I still think we're going to be over three. But don't be fooled. This is going to be a wild second half of the year. 
These companies, listen, Wall Street can't take this dollar at these levels. Just crushes their earnings. They're not able to do it. Go and look at the very first article on on Drudge, or Drudge, on on our website at allamericangold.com today. Look at how much debt our corporations are now carrying. It's a record. Of course, if you think about it, everywhere we go, federal debt, records, right? City and state debts, records, right? Personal debts, right? Records, right? Auto loan debt, record. Uh, Credit card debt, record. Student loan debt, record, right? Everything's a record. Corporate America now has six. $6.3 trillion worth of debt, according to S&P. That sum does not include the banks. Because if you included the banks, it'd be, I don't know, whatever comes after trillions, right? Uh, Quadrillions, if you included the banks. Companies have used that debt. Well, this is how they spit it to invest in their future. Apparently, buying back your own stock is investing in your future. But a new massive pile of debt sitting on corporate balance sheets. And again, you know what they can't handle either? Raising rates. Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime on a Monday. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. A daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced conservative perspective. Sponsored by Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, this broadcast continues the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly and stands against forces that mock traditional values, deny freedom of religion, slander America, and would redefine the family. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. John Adams is one of the most remarkable men in American history. Not only was he a patriot, a founding father, and a delegate of the Second Continental Congress, but he was also our nation's second president. His wisdom and insight are seen by historians as legendary. However, there's one prediction John Adams made that has since been proven false. Namely, John Adams wrote a letter to his wife Abigail on July 3, 1776, saying that July 2nd, the day before, would be celebrated as our Independence Day. In the passionate letter, Adams exclaimed, I'm apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade, with shoes, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other, from this time forward forevermore. Despite Adam's prediction being off by two days, we should not be too hard on our patriotic patriarch. It was July 2nd, not July 4th, when the Congress approved the motion to declare independence from Great Britain. The official language of the Declaration of Independence was not adopted until July 4th, but July 2nd was the day America took that critical step towards sovereignty. Whether we celebrate on July 2nd or July 4th, the fact remains that America is something worth celebrating. We're a nation founded on ideas and principles. We're a nation founded on what Adams called solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It is because of the sacrifice of brave patriots that we can enjoy the freedom we have today. Let us use this season of celebration to reflect on what our nation means to us. The fight continues to retain the values of freedom, liberty, and devotion to God that brought our nation into existence. So, 
The question we all should ask ourselves today is this. Would we still stand for liberty? Would we still be willing to mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor? This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Whether it's the vision of our founding fathers, the courage of our veterans, the moral compass of Christopher Columbus, or the fortitude of presidents like Lincoln and Reagan, the truth of history should not be undercut by liberal ideology. At Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, we honor history even as we look to the future. Join us at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. S&P calling it the great unwind. Talking about corporate debt. It rates 1,900 publicly traded companies that are not banks. And they said they've owned $6.3 trillion of debt. And remember, companies don't borrow like we think of borrowing. Right? They they borrow short term, kind of like treasury auctions, right? So every they're very, very sensitive to rate hikes. So something that looks good today could look very bad a year or two from now. But the only thing changed is interest rates. One of the things that they pointed out, and this is one of the things that that really is amazing, because you'll hear it said, companies have a record amount of cash. True, they do. About $2 trillion worth. 1,900 companies, okay? Seven of them have about half of it. So the other 1,893 got to deal with, and really, I'm almost positive, and I haven't done it, and, and I wish somebody would do it for me. If you took the 20 companies with the most cash, they're going to have the least amount of debt, and they're also going to take the majority of all the cash. It's kind of like the division of wealth in America, where you got a couple people making huge bucks and everybody else is dead broke. By the way, the seven companies, if you needed to know, Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, which is Google, Cisco, Oracle, AT&T, and Amgen. They take up about half of that. The other 1,893 companies got you know, what those seven companies got combined, right? So uh just kind of tells you not quite what it really looks like. And this is kind of the same thing that we've got, you know, all over the place, right? We've got the plunge protection team, the Treasury Department, all of them, the Federal Reserve working in concert, trying to to lie and mislead all of us. I mean, again, Right, we had Larry Kudlow come out. Oh, the debt's shrinking rapidly. Actually, it's going up rapidly. But you know, maybe he just said the wrong word, right? <laughs> maybe that's what he meant, and he just misspoke. And they're trying to convince us that somehow 
this economy. Listen, they're acting like it's a 5% economy, but it's not. Right? All the survey stuff tells you it's great, and then when you come to find out the real numbers, it's just okay. Then you find out the Chinese have now devalued their currency 7.5% in a matter of weeks. More trouble for our corporations. And, and of course, we, we look at uh, things like San Francisco. And I know San Francisco, you're like, well, San Francisco, it's unique. It's not unique. What it is, is, right, you follow it, right? What's going on in New York, what's going on in California, you follow certain cities, right? What's going on in Hong Kong, right? We want to know what's going on uh, in, in Berlin, right, in London, right? You follow certain cities because it really directs you to what's happening. San Francisco, the first U.S. city to mandate a $15 minimum wage. This isn't even close. Right? Even in deficit 30, probably not enough. Because home prices in San Francisco have risen so rapidly to get, don't worry, there's no housing bubble. Uh, Colorado's a great example. Colorado didn't get the first bubble. Right? You're getting this one, though. It said that applicants for affordable housing hoping to qualify for housing assistance from the city, now must make less than $117,400 to get housing assistance. Think about that. That's 100, 100 grand. grand, And you're like, hey, um, I'd like a place to live, and, and I don't want to rent. I'd like to live the American dream. Can you find some dilapidated shack that my family can live in? Oh, by the way, I'm going to need a little help. The new report from the uh, Department of Housing and Urban Development said uh, the city's medium income, by the way. Ready? $118,400. All of San Francisco needs housing assistance. Don't worry, the prices, they're fine. It's incredible. Do you believe that? I mean, this is what it is. To qualify for low income in San Francisco County, or in San uh, San Mateo or Marin County, a four-person household. <laughs> hey, listen, this is the generational living now, right? Can make as much as a hundred and seventeen thousand four hundred bucks. By the way, if you're a single person, if you make less than eighty-three grand, yeah, you can have housing assistance. As well, think about this. I'm going to make a hundred grand. I need housing assistance, and then you've got to listen to them tell you: number one, there's no inflation; number two, don't worry about home value. You know, home values always go up, except that one time when they didn't. And don't worry, because we fixed it all. 
right? When the laws of economics, right, no longer apply, what does that tell you? Right? And this is it. This is it. We've been living in this bubble. We've been living in it for decades. It's all about to end. They know it's about to end. They've got all hands on deck. Right? If, if Rob, Rob Kirby talking today, and again, I'll say it again, listen to it. Go out to the website. Go out to, to allamericangold.com. Listen to Rob Kirby talking about Deutsche Bank talking about Germany and the United States in particular, talking about a rebellion against the United States. Over the weekend, the IMF released its currency reserve ratios. I'll tell you how we did when we get back. There's no question you want the best education for your child. It's an integral part of a bright future. A private Christian school provides more one-on-one attention, the structured learning and Christ-based values you want for your child. But if you didn't think you could afford it, Family Values Radio 1010 presents Half Off Tuition. Now is your opportunity to enroll your child at a local private Christian school for half off. We've partnered with some of the top Christian schools in the Valley to offer a limited number of half-off tuition vouchers. Imagine smaller class sizes, better grades, an inspiring Christian environment where the achievements are positively outstanding. For details and a complete list of schools involved, go to FamilyValuesRadio1010.com. A values-based Christian education has never been more affordable. Click now and get your half-off tuition voucher before it's gone. Only one or two vouchers per school available. And if you don't see the school you're interested in, let us know and we can try to work with that school. That's FamilyValuesRadio1010.com. Which do you think is riskier for your pet? Scuba diving? Or squirrel chasing? Riding the rapids or drinking from puddles, twists and turns, or fleas and ticks. It turns out everyday dangers are what make being a pet risky business. That's why it's important for every pet to receive a risk assessment and wellness exam twice a year. A risk assessment from your veterinary professionals creates a unique risk profile for your dog or cat. Your veterinarian can then develop a disease protection plan for your pet and the disease threats in your area. Best of all, twice-a-year exams help your veterinarian detect, treat, or prevent health problems before they become serious. So contact your veterinarian today for your pet's wellness exam, because being a pet is risky business. A message from the American Veterinary Medical Association and your local veterinarians.
951-0592. U.S. Silver Eagles. They're available online and over the phone. $380 a roll. If you buy a case, which is 25 rolls, we'll take them down to 375 which is $9,375 for a case of U.S. Silver Eagles. I think this is the cheapest that they've been in about two and a half years. So we've got to go back to uh, the end of 2015, very early into 2008, uh, 2016, uh, to find prices uh, this inexpensive. U.S. Silver Eagles, uh, 380 a roll if you buy the case. Save five bucks a roll. Take them down to three seventy-five, nine thousand three seventy-five a case on U.S. Silver Eagles. Uh, Twenty-dollar Liberties today. They're down to twelve or yeah, twelve eighty. Wow, twelve eighty on twenty-dollar Liberties. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Is it a good day to put it away? I think so. Right, we just had the worst auction in a decade. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. Hey, there's more than one way to skin a cat. If the landline doesn't want to work, we'll go to the cell phone. I apologize. We are uh, making progress on a new solution, uh, but uh, 800-951-0592. Boy, things are getting really, really weird. Uh, Dow's down triple digits. Gold's down to almost 12 bucks, $1,243. Uh, in dollars, like I said, it's up pretty much in most of the other currencies in the world. Silver down thirty three cents. Are you kidding me? Uh, Fifteen dollars seventy five cents. I I'm in disbelief. But again, they want to try to cover it up. The plunge protection team is trying to save the markets. Michael Dell uh, was on CNBC the uh, not not very long ago, uh, earlier this morning. And and I just want you to tell you something you may need to get ready for. The United States and China on are, are are on a path of mutual assured destruction. Right? Everyone's so dramatic. The two the two countries are completely intertwined, right? And again, we see this now. Right? This is this is what this global economy has done. It would be extremely bad outcomes for both countries no one is going to win and i'm going to tell you right now what he, what really happens is really what they're, they're talking about the stock market yeah wall street's not gonna like it but we need to get back to where we can grow this economy and when grow it without having to go two trillion dollars into debt Right, and really, two trillion is going to be three trillion here pretty quick. Right, we need to pay thirty, forty, maybe in San Francisco, maybe the minimum wage needs to be sixty bucks an hour, so you can afford to buy some dilapidated shack somewhere. And you start thinking about what really is at stake, and this is why everybody's confused. The whole market's confused. Nobody knows exactly what to do, right? The treasury auctions are horrible, right? The dollar is skyrocketing. Then you've got China's devaluating as quickly as they can to offset. 
You've got issues with the United States and their allies today, right? Canada's putting tariffs on us today. Uh, Mexico elected a new president uh, far, far left. So things are really getting very, very interesting. And I think everybody's kind of in the same thing. Everyone's trying to protect what little they already have. But the problem is the amount of debt everybody took on to get it. It just doesn't happen, right? It's just not enough out there. There's not enough money to go around. And what the problem is, is there's just way too much debt. And of course, who owns the most of the debt? We do. Problem is, when we try to sell it, nobody's that interested in coming. We've had the bid to cover ratios have fallen by almost 50%. I don't know how it's going to work out, but... I kind of believe Michael Dell. It'll get a lot uglier. 800-951-0592. Take the radio news hour. Everyone take care. We'll be back one more show before the nation's birthday.